You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Good evening and thanks for joining me here on this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and on tonight's show I have two fantastic guests for us to hear from ahead of International Women's Day this Thursday, March the 8th. Ali Dunworth is a food consultant, cook and creative who says you're just as likely to find her filming or tweeting from a food festival or the latest restaurant opening as recipe testing in the kitchen. And under the brand That Alice, Ali offers media, marketing and social solutions to all types of food-related businesses and her skill set includes TV and video production, cooking, food styling, food and recipe writing, content creation and management and sometimes even butchery. And we'll be putting a call into Ali to find out about the opening of Eat Yard this week and we'll also find out about some of the TV projects she's currently involved in. And also on the programme this evening, County Clare's Brigitte Hedden-Kirk who is synonymous with the Burren Smokehouse in Liston-Varna will also be on the phone talking about the latest award that the Smokehouse has received as well as providing salmon fit for a queen and she'll also give us a sneak peek at what's on the programme this year at the Burren Slow Food Festival in May. If at any point you would like to get in touch with me here at the show, I would love to hear from you. And you can drop me an email to s.noonan at live.ie or tweet me at Queen of Org as in Queen of Organisation. So to start the show off tonight, we are going to the phone line to talk to food consultant, cook and creative Ali Dunworth about each yard and lots, lots more. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Ali, you're very welcome to the programme this evening. And like many people around the country, Storm Emma scuppered your plans last week, but not to worry because you have a very exciting opening this weekend instead. Yeah, so we are opening Eat Yard again on Thursday, so on the 8th of March. So it was meant to be open last week, but we don't mind. And um, yeah, it's been closed over the winter, so there's been a good few upgrades. I've got lots of new vendors coming in. Um, We've got Box Burger are back and Virginity, who were really popular last year. They're the, the vegan food truck. And then we've got new, we've got the flower artist coming in who we had um, for our Bailey Street Yard last year. Really successful. She does beautiful bespoke cake creations. Um, Blue Hair, which is a sort of egg cafe idea. And she had just done a very good three-month pop-up in Dublin. So she's coming in. Um, we've got Canara Kitchen, which we're really excited about because we always have them at the big grill and they're one of the biggest hits usually. Um, a guy called Ballsy who's doing meatballs and yeah, there's a few other ones. So all kicking off on Thursday. Just set the scene for people who haven't been to Eat Yard before. It's beside a pub in, in Dublin yeah. and it's like a, a, a market type environment. So it's on the side of the Bernard Shaw, which is a kind of very well-known pub in Portobello, which is a very buzzy area at the moment. And on the side then, it's an outdoor, but we are covered and we do have heaters for this time of year. Um, it's a street food market. So we have between eight and 10 vendors at any one time. And we're open Thursday to Sunday. Um, the idea is you 
rock up. It's very, very casual and you can order from a couple of vendors. You can order full meals from people. Um, and the stuff tends to vary from like five euros up to about 10 euros. So there's different size portions. Um, so it's kind of a fun way to eat and you can grab drinks from the pub next door, but we will be opening a bar outside in a few weeks. And it's dog friendly. I think some people like to hear that, yes. that they can bring their dogs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, dog friendly. Um, obviously, I think they, they need to be in a lead, but yeah, it is dog friendly. Well, tell us about your celebrations this weekend because you have a couple of interesting activities, for want of a better word. You have a carpool karaoke taking yes. place. That sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah, so we're doing a bit of a, a, um, a partnership with BMW. They've given two big kind of flashy beamers for the opening and there's going to be carpool karaoke. So similar to what you've been watching on YouTube with James Corden kind of thing, but our own version. So it'll be lots of cheesy tunes and you can um, jump in the car and sing along. Um, and we have live music and a, a few stuff happening on Friday as well. And generally all weekend we'll try and have entertainment on um, kind of party atmosphere to especially to make up for not having been open this weekend. I, th- um, I think people will be dying to get out the door now if, they ha- if they've been just holed up at home and then when we do eventually get back into the swing of going into an office environment or a work environment if you don't work <laughs> from home like many of us do that they will just be mad for road dying to get out. So I'd say it's going to be a very busy weekend everywhere. I hope so. Yeah, and we had a, a lot planned anyway because it's International Women's Day on the 8th of March as well. Um, and the Bernard Shaw would have the pub, would have a really strong lineup for that all weekend. So that will spill over into Eat Yard, say, on Saturday. Um, I will actually be interviewing Aoife McElwain on the stage in Eat Yard because um, Aoife wrote a book called Slow at Work that was published this year and Aoife is a food writer but also a freelancer and she does sing along social and lots of other things around Ireland Um, so we'll be having a chat on stage just about taking it easy at work and working as a freelancer so and probably a bit of a food chat as well so that'll be good fun. And there's also a wing eating challenge. Yes so um, as we kind of opened again we are going to every week now have eating challenges um as part of the Big Grill, which is another festival that I work on with Body Tonic, we always do this chili eating challenge and a wing eating challenge. So it's to see you have a level, the, the chilies get hotter and you take them every, I think it's every two minutes and whoever's the last one standing or woman standing. Um, so we're doing versions of that because we did it at the Big Grill and we did a few in Eat last year and they're really popular. People get really into them. So we'll do the first few in partnership with... Um, just wing us who will be one of our vendors as well so I think that'll be the hot wing challenge and the hot wings are hotter than the chilli challenge because I think when you make the chilies into sauce they can be like six to eight times hotter than they can be raw so it's fun to watch. <laughs> I'd say absolutely. Like you're very creative whenever it comes to putting on different events here. And you have a couple of festivals coming up. Uh, there's a wine and cheese festival that's just around the corner is it? Yeah, so we're working a lot on that at the moment because that was something where we said, let's give it a try and the kind of interest is massive. Um, So we've extended it to three days. So it goes from Friday the 23rd until Sunday the 25th. We're just confirming all our vendors, but um, the idea is we'll have our regular eat yard 
activities on and our vendors and they'll all have cheese specials on we'll be selling um cheese boards as well that you can get to go with the wines we'll be getting those from sheridan so they'll be really nicely curated irish cheeses um and then we'll have different wine vendors in over the weekend so we've got um green man wines coming in who it's an amazing shop down in terenure he'll come in and take a bar for the weekend and be doing lots of kind of natural and biodynamics um we're going to have another guy called Rory who does, his company is called Station to Station, which is a reference to a Bowie album. And Rory imports and sells lots of really nice wines from all over the world, but matches them to music. So he'll have a really interesting bar going on as well. Um, and also the Plowman's daughter, who we've had before, she does requests some that gorgeous melty cheese with the potatoes. Um, and yeah, lots more to be confirmed. So we'll be putting that kind of announcement out probably next week. It was meant to be today, but as or you know, as everything um, has changed because of the weather, so we'll have that information out really soon. But um, it's going to be a really good weekend, I think. And I hope there'll be some West Limerick cheeses represented there. Yes, <laughs> we've, definitely. We've lots of nice West Limerick cheese, I have to say, in my neck of the woods. Oh uh, yeah, we haven't. I. I haven't got a full list of the cheese yet, but I think we've got, we've definitely got um, cheese coming from Clare, which isn't too far, because we've got the Cheese Press, which is a beautiful shop in Ennis Diamond. Um, it's the guys who do St. Ola cheese as well, so they do lots of really interesting cheeses from all over the country. So yeah, I think it'll be really good. Anyone who's into cheese and wine, or even just a little bit interested, the idea behind it is, I suppose we want to say, you know, it's just wine, it's just cheese, there's no intimidation it's not a kind of stuffy event it's very much in the eat yards body tonic vibe so it should be good fun you mentioned Ennis Diamond there in County Clare and that's somewhere that you spend a bit of time in because you're involved in a project in that part of the country yeah um there is a body tonic pub down there it's fabulous and we're really busy working on that at the moment like the whole team is um because it's being refurbished um there's barns made in a beautiful outdoor area and a sort of riverside setting. So that's all been redone with the idea that it would work for kind of exclusive for weddings or for parties. It's so beautiful and it's sort of a blank canvas. So therefore, um, weddings where people really want to make their own mark but want it to be in a really nice and a very different setting because you have that. <coughs> sorry, Sharon, you have um, the pub setting. And then you have beautiful rooms upstairs, the outdoor area, and then the barns. So it's pretty unique. And we're, we're working away on that at the moment. And um, Potthuggins reopens in April. And then the barns and all the rest should be open properly in May. And we'll be doing lots of body tonic style events down there over the summer as well. That sounds fantastic. So definitely something to put on the to visit list for this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a gorgeous part of the world anyway. I hadn't been to Clare that much, but now it's very much a part of the every few weeks to head down for a visit and it's gorgeous. There's lots going on down there because you've also, you know, Listian Varna down the road and La Hinch. Um, and we'll be, the Slow Food Clare Festival is on in May. So we'll be taking part in that with Pot Duggins. Um, so Brigitte Curtin and the Burn Smokehouse runs that. Um, so we'll be doing events at Potdogans and hopefully we are in the process of getting a chef um, and wants to do a summer residency. So if anyone's listening, we still haven't fully um, 
decides exactly what we're doing, but if someone's constantly spending time down in the west of Ireland and kind of running their own kitchen, we, um, you know, there's still opportunity there to do that. Let me ask you then about the Crisp Festival. Uh, the Crisp Festival is one of those things that we were saying, doesn't it sound great to do that? And again, an amazing <laughs> reaction. I think it's what most people have been asking me about, and it's not on until June. Um, but we're basically going to celebrate crisps. I think everybody loves crisps, and they're very much part of the pub culture. So we will have kind of a crisp takeover of Eat Yard, and we've lots of stuff planned. We're going to do like a crisp bottomless brunch where you can come along and pretty much eat as many crisps as you can. We're going to do DIY mix and mass sandwiches. So that old age old, um, you know, which is better, Tato King, we have everything there so you can just make up your own dream sandwich and experiment a bit. We'll have debates. So we're going to do a Tato versus King debate and we're going to do a um, beer and crisp tasting menu. Um, so it's going to be a really fun weekend, I think. Um, lots of nostalgia, and that's very much the Eat Yard and kind of the Body Tongue Five is uh, tapping into the fun side of food and kind of drinks, and yeah, just get people just enjoy it. Well, it sounds like it's an amazing space. The Eat Yard space in itself sounds like it's it's a great place to visit, and uh, like that obviously takes up a lot of your time and all of these other different projects. But behind the scenes, then you're involved in a few TV projects also. Yeah, actually, next yeah next week is big week or this week. Um, it's on the eighth of March. Also, what are you eating? Is airing the first episode, and that's an RT. It's on Thursday, eight thirty, and that's the series I would have been working on all winter with Philip Fletcher Hayes and the team at Shinnewill, and we delve into this is our third series so we look at the food that you eat in Ireland like every day and kind of what really happens and what really is in it and then Hilary O'Hagan who's our series chef um, she then kind of recreates the dishes in the kitchen with Philip um, and it's just really interesting we get to talk to all of our favourite food people and we get to visit people all around the country um, I suppose the thing people remember the most is when we did the chicken fillet roll in the first series so this episode, we've been looking at lots of interesting stuff. I think we were talking about veganism. We're talking about fish. So we're talking about stuff that everyone else is talking about and eating at the moment. And that starts on the 8th and then runs for six weeks. So that would be pretty fun to watch. That series is a real eye opener whenever it comes to food. I think it's it's there's so much education in it that people wouldn't believe some of the stuff that they see in it. Yeah, and and that's only the stuff we can make happen. Um, there's so much more you could do. You could have an episode every week for the whole year if you had the time and the budget to make TV like that. But um, it's really interesting, and yeah, you know, I mean it's 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 always a pleasure to work on it because you get to spend so much time learning stuff that. Or, you know, or, or getting to talk about stuff that maybe you wouldn't get to give airtime to otherwise. So, you know, we all enjoy it. Absolutely. Well, listen, it's been fabulous to talk to you. Just remind us about Eat Yard this weekend. Where can people get more information? So, if you just go, it's the website is the-eatyard.com. But if 
literally Google Eat Yards, um, it comes up and we have lots of information on Instagram is probably the most and that's just at Eat Yards. And yeah, we were open on Thursday through to Sunday and yeah, with lots of stuff happening and if anyone is interested in doing events with us like at Eat Yard or Pot Dugans or any of the other venues that they can get in touch as well just go you know info at com, um, or just message us on any of the Facebooks or Instagrams or anything they're we're pretty active online so we get back to everybody we're always looking for new stuff to try and also looking always looking for new food vendors for Eat Yard if there's any people thinking they want to take on a market stall this summer or something it's a good option for people to try out ideas so yeah and you mentioned about the summer residency in Anastyman where could if, if somebody was interested in that where would they go to to get more information or to to submit an expression of interest um, info at potduggins.com is the website is the email address and then potduggins website again it's on all the potduggins social media sites so, yeah, we, I mean, I think we're probably very close to finalising who's going to do it, but there's still a chance there. So if anybody fancies it and has a good idea of what they want to cook down in the West for the summer, we, um, yeah, we'd love to talk to them. An ideal opportunity for somebody who's into surfing. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't have lots of other work to do, I'd be very tempted to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a great yeah. it's a great town village. Yeah. I don't know what's the the right word for it, but it is a lovely spot. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's been great to talk to you this evening. So much happening in your life as always, and it's we we appreciate you taking the time to share it with us. So best of luck this weekend and for the coming season, Ali. No problem. Thanks very much, Sharon. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan. And just before the break, I was talking to food consultant, cook and creative Ali Dunworth about Each Yard in Portobello, Dublin and many of the other projects that Ali is involved in. And you should check out her website, thatalice.com, and you'll find out lots more about Ali and what she does. If you are just tuning in and you missed that interview and you'd like to catch up on Best Possible Taste, you can do so on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am. And the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. And it's also on the taste.ie website, voted Ireland's best online digital food and drink magazine. Next tonight, we are going in the direction of County Clare to talk to Birgitta Hedden-Curtin, who set up the Burns Smokehouse with her husband, Peter, in 1989. The company and its products have won many awards over the years, and the most recent one was a few weeks ago. And Birgitta is on the line now to tell us more. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Brigitte, thanks so much for taking the call this evening. You got a very special award there a couple of weeks ago. Tell us what the latest accolade is in the Burns Smokehouse Trophy Cabinet. Yeah, we uh, we were in stiff competition with a lot of lot of other seafood producers during the Green Awards up in Dublin, and uh, but we uh, seven people shortlisted, and we did win the Seafood Company of the Year Award, uh, the Green. 
Seafood Company of the Year Award sponsored by BIM. Uh, we were shortlisted for also a small organization uh, and two more, um, we were shortlisted for two more categories, but this is the one we won and it was a very sweet one and fantastic, fantastic to get that award. And you got it because of all the environmentally friendly ethos and systems that you have in place in the smokehouse. Yeah, and uh, increasingly so. Like we, we are, um, we have the Origin Green certification as well as Burn uh, Code of Practice, which is an ecotourism uh, practice. Now, last 2016, 2017, we actually reduced our energy uh, usage by 29%. Um, and we achieved a lot of uh, other things. Like, for example, one of the things in seafood industries is polystyrene boxes and we brought that from landfill into actually getting company coming in to make it into uh, blocks that can be used for um, for recycled and used for building materials and, and other things. So that we, we took actually a lot of waste out of um, uh, out of the system uh, and uh, into actually being recycled. So I think that was the achievement that really were measured and we could, uh, that's what won us the award. Innovation is key in a company to keep it sustainable and to keep it profitable. And it sounds like that's something that you're very committed to. Absolutely. And I mean, it's about the, it, it, I didn't win it, you know, the Burn Smokers won it, the team won it. And everybody, uh, we're working const- constantly on making everybody aware of how to uh, manage our energy waste and water usage. Um, and that takes to individual people need to be aware of this. Uh, we all have to work as a, as a team together to achieve that. And we, di- we did. So that that is fantastic. And we we cannot rest on our laurels. So we continue on with, with that work. How many years is the smokehouse open? Because you must have seen a lot of changes in the food trends, in the consumer taste, as well as the way that you do business and the way that you act on the environmentally friendly practices that are available. Yeah, I mean, it is, um, you know, it's about financial sustainability as well as sustainability of, you know, the environment and, and what we're, um, the, the the environment around us. Uh, and I think that both from food and tourism, because we work with food and tourism, both from both points of view, like, I mean, for, for example, tourists coming to visit us, we can say that you can come and visit us and we're making our utmost to ensure on a continuous basis that you will not, uh, we, your visit here will not impact uh, negatively on the environment. You know, that's hugely important for us. So that's why we're part of the, for example, the Burn Equators Network, working together together again as a network in the Burn. Uh, we're all... Um, capturing data and trying our best with um, in various ways of also beach cleanups that are involved in the community. So it's not only about our own individual companies, but also the surrounding of our companies. Uh, and that's really important to our code of practice, supporting uh, local activities, supporting, you know, sports activities in, for children, you know, Sustainability, health and wellness is also involved in that. And then, you know, I suppose the products that we have 
are also from a health and wellness point of view, like the the Irish organic salmon that we we hundred percent Irish salmon. We source everything from the west coast of Ireland and uh, a wild salmon as well, which is a smaller amount, but we do we do wild salmon and it's all from basically using our euro, spending it in Ireland in on sustainable produced food and um and the products that we have, the burn smoked Irish organic salmon, uh if you and the Irish organic salmon, if you compare food value of it, uh omega three and six oils it would have ten times at least 10 times as high omega-3 and 6 oils than the conventionally formed salmon from wherever, Scotland, Chile or Norway. So there's a, from a health and wellness point of view, the products that we work with are, you know, very beneficial to, to health and wellness. There's no doubt that it tastes great as well, the smoked salmon that you do, and you do different flavours and different variations. And they've won lots of awards, including the Bloss Nairn Awards. Yeah, we got the uh, 2009, we, we got the Seafood Company of the Year Award. After that, I actually started to work as a patron to the Blossna Heron, so we cannot enter our products, which is fine with me. I get to do a lot of networking, and I'm I'm delighted to be a, a patron and to talk about Blossna Heron as a patron, and I think it's a fantastic uh, competition, and I truly 100% Irish competition for Irish producers and also the way it's uh, done the, uh, and how it's judged is also quite unique. Uh, so I, I highly recommend people to do enter the uh, Blossom Heron Awards because they're extremely valuable uh, from any buyer point of view, whether you sell to uh, individuals, to consumers in farmers markets, or if you're selling into specialty food shops like McCambridge's and in Galway or um, Odkeen in Waterford or uh, Pallanburn in Dublin or Donnybrook Fair. They're all it's extremely valuable to have that logo from Lothna Heron on the product. It's really a pick-me-up. And so I, I would highly recommend people to do uh, that are food producers to enter the awards because there's also a huge amount of networking going on if you do get shortlisted. Uh, to visit to be in Dingle for the awards is fantastic opportunities of, of networking. And you could be networking with buyers from the likes of Selfridges and Harrods and those are places that have stocked the Burren Smokehouse Salmon. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, um, you know, we also, uh, as judges in Dingle, you would have uh, people from Harrods and from Selfridges and um Fort Mason. So, you know, you there's opportunities there to to uh, network with the buyers. And yes, we have been uh, from time to time uh, been supplying we were in in Fort Mason for seven years under the Fort Mason brand, uh, because the the buyer at the time, uh, uh Audrey uh Audrey she, she wanted to buy Irish smoked Irish organic salmon and we won the contract which was amazing that's back in 2011 and stayed on for for many years in in that category so that was pretty awesome and that must have been very handy for the queen then after she had tasted it during her visit to Ireland in 2011 that she could just pop down to Harrods and stock up on it for, for Buckingham Palace <laughs> yeah although I think Fort Mason yeah I would be 
she probably goes, I'm not, I'm not sure where she goes. <laughs> she probably have a shop, special shopper. But yeah, I mean, that was another opportunity. And that was actually thanks to um, Chapter One and uh, that we, 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 Ross Lewis, that gave us that opportunity because he contacted us to see if we would have some wild salmon for that very special occasion. And it was quite amazing. It, it, we had just the um, uh, draft netting and the, the licensing for fishing wild salmon that had been stopped in 2006 was actually just returned in 2011. And the morning that Ross Lewis contacted me to see if would I be able to provide some wild salmon, I actually had been contact, um, contacted by Barbara Grubb from um, the Blackwater River and she had just heard that she was going to get her licensing back and she wanted to make sure that her salmon would come into very good places. So she contacted me and asked, you know, would I be interested? And of course I said I would be. And I was so lucky to have spoken to her that morning because in the afternoon, Ross phoned me and asked, would I be able to provide for um, 18th of May uh, for, for the very special occasion of the Royal Visit? And uh, I could say yes. If he had phoned the day before, I would probably said, gee, Ross, you know, I haven't had I haven't had wild salmon since 2006, but I certainly, you know, we'll see how, how is the license going. Uh, will we get it back? But I could say, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> so it was a bit of a, it was amazing, actually, you know, the whole thing that ha- happened. And also, we were so lucky. 18th of May, like the, the uh, draft netting starts the 12th of May. So it's very short time in between smoking and actually providing it for for the event. So it happened on, it was on a Wednesday and we smoked it on between Sunday evening and Monday morning. And then when it was ready smoked, I just put it in the box, drove up to Dublin, met Ross at um, the their premises in Big Taste, just out the outside of, of uh, Dublin. So it was just, the whole trip was just amazing. And of course, even just that, like, are we going to get the wild salmon or not? You know, the, you don't, there's no guarantee. It's wild salmon and wild salmon fishing. It mightn't happen the first day or the second day. But luckily enough, we got some fish for the event. So it was a really brilliant story. And I just totally loved the whole the whole trail of it. It was pretty amazing. And then we got we got to provide for her second day after the, the dinner as well because uh, she did um, she did visit the National Stud. And um, Nolan's of Colin were providing the, uh, were doing the catering for that, and they contacted us. So we had a little bit of wild salmon for them as well. So it was pretty amazing. I love your slogan then serving salmon fit for a queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we are, we're all queens in our own way. So, you know, we'll have to, uh, if it's good enough for the queen, it's good enough for us. The business has developed then over the years and you now have a fabulous visitor centre in Lustenvarna and you have the roadside tavern as well as the the pub there. Tell us about the visitor centre and what people can enjoy whenever they call into it. So, yeah, we, we give everybody, anybody that walks in the door, we want, of course, make them give them experience of the salmon. So we give a bit of tasting of hot smoked and cold smoked salmon. They can come in and just see a short DVD in seven-minute seven DVD, or get a full uh, organised, which you need to book beforehand, a, a full 40, 30, 35 to 45-minute talk and uh, tour. 
uh, where we explain how we smoke the salmon, the wild salmon, um, how, where we get our products from and so on, but the hot smoking, cold smoking and, and, and so on. So you can either come for just a quick free visit, do a bit of shopping, or else uh, there's a small charge for for because we have to have somebody there for the four to five minutes that we, we talk to people. Um, and we're working on the layout for the moment, actually. I'm doing some changes to the visitor center to just get it up to up to date and some fresh equipment and whatever, and also the whole experience. So that'll be new for next summer. Um, and also then, you know, when you've had the tasting or if you want to bring some salmon home or if you want to get it sent to somebody, we ship it worldwide. Uh, and a lot of people use that for gifts, you know, people coming from the States, maybe their father is looking after their dog or their neighbor is looking after the dog and they want to say a thank you so they can send a bit of smoked salmon from us uh, very conveniently with a gift message, of course. Um, but we also then, you know, if you want to stay for another design, we had to, you know, leisurely walk around the smokehouse. You might want to go to the roadside tavern and have lunch or do a brewery tasting of Peter's uh, microbrewed beer, uh, or go into the storehouse that will be opening for the season soon as well. And we have other food offerings there. So there's lots of things to do, really. When you come here, uh, you can be either like a quick visit in, or else if you want to stay for a few hours, there's no problem. Have you noticed a huge increase in visitors to the region since the launch of the Wild Atlantic Way brand by Fulcher Ireland? Absolutely, it's been instrumental and also lengthening the season, I think. Um, and in the support from Fulcher Ireland is uh, fantastic. Uh, I think they're running um, a radio uh, advertisement for the moment, come to the Wild Atlantic Way and the mention to go to down to Loop Head or taste some of the barren food produce. So, you know, things like that are uh, that kind of support is absolutely invaluable. And then also from the point of view of, you know, people coming from outside, we have about 45,000 visitors as it is. And I think, and I definitely it's increasing. Uh, the U.S. is very strong with a huge amount of French people visiting, ger- people from Germany. And uh, we try to constantly, you know, re, re- um invigorate ourselves so that there's something new happening when people come back because we have a lot of returning visitors we have a lot of new visitors but the Wild Atlantic Way the way it's been advertised outside Ireland and you know like when I came from Sweden in, back in the 80s back in the days and came to you know when, when there's a huge amount of uh, the traditional music was very much what I was looking for and there was the Atlantic and it was the West Coast I went to because that's what I felt was the genuine, you know, the most exciting experience. Of course, I passed through Dublin, you know, but for me, it was like the West Coast to see all, you know, travel along the whole way and meet so many different people and also different landscapes. Like each county has its own landscape. It's just so exciting. And also coming from the Baltic Sea, you know, to see, to meet the Atlantic, it just, you know, the richness of the seaweed, uh, the, the 450 different species of seaweed, the whole tidal movement, which, like, there's no tides in the Baltic. And also the, the species, because of the high salinity, you're talking about 33 per mil in the Atlantic versus uh, 10 to 12 per mil in the Baltic, which is brackish water. You know, the, the, the 
excitement for me, I did study my biology, so the excitement for me of seeing the different species and uh, of fish and crab and lobsters and oysters and mussels is just extraordinary. You know, it's it just so, so lovely with the, to meet that coming from an area where that's not norm, you know, or it's not to the same extent. We have other places in, in the east coast of Sweden, but, you know, to, to, I just love that wildness as well. The Orne Islands, I, I went out to lots of all the three different islands and the magnificent views and the experience of the Irish language as well in itself, you know, um, as coming from outside, that's really, really interesting. And they have uh, an official seafood trail along the Wild Atlantic Way now, and you're part of that. We're one of 22 uh, companies so far. I'm sure that will expand as well, uh, along with, uh, you know, heroes like oyster producers, like um, Kelly Oysters, uh, Red Bank uh, Food Company in New Quay, uh, the Flaggy Shore, uh, Moyasta Oysters, uh, down South Clare. So these are three oyster producers just just on our doorstep. And uh, I think the seafood trail want to bring an opportunity to, to also the seafood producers to uh, meet the public, engage with the public more, uh, and for, you know, for tourists to come and visit and have really unique, special taste experiences. You know, um, and that's BIM, uh, Bordish Guevara, and uh, Port Ireland has worked together on this. And again, another great opportunity for seafood companies and, and companies that are um, might have been involved in food tourism, like we started it, we, we didn't call it food tourism, but that's how we started our company to survive in a little village called Lisbon in the middle of nowhere, but in the center of the universe because we're so close to Tismohor. Not everywhere have had that opportunity, but now, with the Wild Atlantic Way, it's a huge opportunity to build small businesses for more employment on the West Coast in rural in in, in rural areas that have haven't had that uh, engagement with tourism before. I mean, I know that uh, Spanish Point all all along the coast has been a revival of the coast and of employment of you know premises opportunity to do start up uh, companies. And to extend, you know, the, the experience, like, for example, the oyster producers, where you can have an opportunity, if it works for, you know, the, the producers, a lot of them, a lot of the, like Kelly Oysters, very much involved in huge amount of exports. And I think they all are, but, you know, the premises might be more or less um, suitable to, you know, maybe daily visits, but even to have, like when Food on the Edge came down to, Claire uh, from Galway last year with JC and Regine and um, the 45 different chefs, Michelin star chefs. When they came down to Claire, they visited, you know, they, there was a pop up, so they visited Kelly Oysters, they visited uh, New Key and Kira and uh, Jerry Halloran. And, you know, they got these amazing experiences, hands on, standing in, at the shore, you know eating the oysters, you know, it, it just, it's amazing, amazing opportunity. And every May then you have a festival there, the Slow Food Festival, and it is a showcase of a lot of the produce that's, that's coming out of the Burren and the surrounding area. 
Yeah, I got inspired from the slow food movement in Turin. I went out to with a, a gang of Clare producers in back in 2004 uh, into Taramadre in Turin, where Carlo Petrino, the, with, with, who's the um, the person who, who founder the founder of the slow food movement, which is basically the good, clean and fair, so good produce, good quality food produce, uh, clean, produced in an environmental friendly way of not harming the environment and also uh, fair, that is the fair uh, price given to the producers. That's kind of the core of the slow food movement. So we have a slow food. We, After having visited Turin, I, together with another group of people, uh, started the Slow Food Claire uh, Convivia or like chapter uh, called Convivia chap- chapter. So we have since then, since 2005, uh, we've had a consecutive um, what was slow food festival. So we're going to do the 13th uh, consecutive uh, slow food festival here in Lisbonna, in here in Clare in the Barn. And it has been. It was started to hearing the local producers. Uh, and bringing in and the chefs, the restaurateurs, the richness of here in the Burren, in Clare, and Ireland. And we've had Serene Ireland, of course. She, she was the uh, president of Slow Food Ireland, and she's been up to support us very generously. Um, as she's a very generous person. And um, we've had Tom Sehan, we've had Bodish Guara and Bodhi, I would have been involved in various times. We would have had all the oyster producers. So last year was uh, cheese and gin. And we had some gin producers, fantastic gin uh, makers in last year. And um, Sanctola, Shivani Gorvi from Sanctola spoke, hero the, the raw milk cheeses and spoke about cheeses. And we had Shaman Sheridan. We had lots of different people as well as journalists coming, like Leslie Williams from The Examiner. We had Joe McNamee. We've had Gillian Mealis. Uh, and um, great support from journalists and showcasing what is so amazing in the barn and Clare. And this year, uh, this year's theme, uh, we'll have the Slow Food Festival is going on the 11th, 12th and 13th of May. First evening, Friday evening, we'll be going out to Orin Island in the sh- Cheer to have a meal. Uh, I think there's only 30 spaces for that, but we take the ferry out from Doolin out to Inishir. So that's the first evening we come back in, and then it'll be two days of farmers market, Clare farmers market for small producers, uh, some tiny producers, and some bigger producers showcasing their products, and uh, also restaurants and um, visitor centers, and you know they like well paid show their cheeses and. Um, then there'll be talks on, and the theme this year is seafood, um, oysters, and uh, whiskey. We have just a new whiskey blender here in Clare uh, called Chapel Gate. Um, Louise um, has started this whiskey blending uh, down in Southwest Clare. So we're very, very excited about it. And uh, so that's combined with all the oyster producers like Moyasta oysters, uh, Kelly oysters, and of course, Jerry and uh, Kira Halloran from Red Bank uh, Company in New Key. Um, so there'll be lots going on, food talks, um, demonstrations. We have Travis 
um, Gleason coming up from Bingle, because we do network with, you know, not, not only about us, we do network with other uh, areas. So Travis Gleason is going to do a cookery demo. And uh, we there'll be lots of things happening. But we you can find the programme on slowfoodclare.com. Uh, the programme is there and we're updating it because we're bringing people as we speak. Um, so that'll be great time to come and visit. We'll definitely keep our eye on the website for the details of that and we must talk to you closer to the time about it. Um, in the meantime, congratulations on all the awards today. It's been great to talk to you, to hear all about them and of course one of the reasons that we were putting the call into you this week is because it's International Women's Day on Thursday and you're a very inspiring international woman living in Ireland and there's, as you know, a dinner in the Mustard Seed in West Limerick here on Thursday night and they're shining a light on leading female food producers and you're one of them so we're going to to get a chance to taste your smoked salmon on Thursday evening which will be super we're very much looking forward to that so I hope you're doing something fantastic wherever you are Brigitte to celebrate International Women's Day and thanks so much for talking to me this evening Well thank you Sharon for giving me the opportunity and the very same to you I hope you have a great International Women's Day you're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by the Taste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. You're very welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break, Birgitta Hedden-Curtin from the Burren Smokehouse in Listonvarna, County Clare, joined us to tell us about the company's latest award and share details about the upcoming Burren Slow Food Festival, which takes place in Listonvarna from the 11th until the 13th of May. And if you visit slowfoodclare.com, you'll get more details about that. And earlier in the programme, I was talking to food consultant cook and creative Ali Dunworth about Eat Yard in Portobello, Dublin and the many other projects that Ali is involved in. Check out Ali's website thatalice.com and you'll find out more about her and what she does. And you heard me mention to Birgitta about the mustard seed dinner that is on to mark International Women's Day this Thursday, the 8th of March. That dinner is €48 Euros for five courses, including tea, coffee and pity for. The menu is a celebration of Irish food producers and Birgitta salmon is included and it will also incorporate ingredients from the mustard seed garden. Great night is promised and if you pop onto the mustardseed.ie you'll get the number to book. I believe there's only a few spaces left so don't delay if you fancy going to that and if you don't know the mustard seed it's in Ballingarry in County Limerick it's about 10 minutes from Adair and it's a fabulous fabulous restaurant and country house in West Limerick. Birgitta and I were also talking about the Blossnairn Irish Food Awards and they will be open for entries on St Patrick's Day 17th of March so if you are a food or drink producer you should visit the website irishfoodawards.com to get more information about that. If you're just tuning in, you can catch up on The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am. And the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. And it's also on the taste.ie website, voted Ireland's best online digital food and drink magazine. And I discovered this week, if you have an Alexa at home which we just got recently and if you say Alexa play 
WLRFM. It'll play West Limerick 102 for you. So there you go. And that brings us to the end of tonight's programme. Thanks again to my guests, Ali Dunworth and Brigitte Hedden-Curtin, and of course to you for listening. This week I'll be back on the road again, weather permitting, so I'll have more food and drink news for you next week. So until then, have an amazing International Women's Day, and as always, bon appétit. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by the Taste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Mm-hmm.